This, 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 we are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk. Welcome to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk with me, Nick Pete, and Adam Capsule. You're right. All good, mate. Yeah. All you, good. Have, can I just point out um, that we have got a, a new clothing partner, of which me and you are now wearing in the studio. We didn't phone each other. We didn't tell each other what was going down. Uh, we've just uh, turned up in our uh, Luke. 1977 Luke Roper Sports Range. Yeah. Um, and if you want to good, son. Well, if you want to get involved with this and you want to get yourself a little bit of a discount, you're more than welcome to do so. Uh, go to Luke1977.com. FDLR15. That's your discount code. You get 15% off the gear. Crack on, son. You can look as good as us in our Luke swag. Well, uh, the, you can have a t shirt that looks as good as this. Looking as good as us is maybe the bit debatable. <laughs> yeah. Hey, faces for radio. That's, that's what it, they say. That's it. That's why we're doing it, yeah. Uh, big week. Big week here in Liverpool, Huge. obviously. Just two weeks ago, we had the World Boxing Super Series. Now we are back with Battle of the Maisie, which is live on Sky Sports. Obviously, Eddie Hayne rolling back into town, jetting straight in from Los Angeles after Luke Campbell's uh, efforts, valiant yeah. efforts yeah, yeah. at the weekend. And what a card we've got as well. Absolutely. Absolutely chock-a-block, as we like to say around these parts, with Scouse talents. But listen, don't let me tell you all about it. Is the man himself, Mr. Eddie Hearn, to tell us about what is coming up at the Echo Arena on Saturday night. Yeah, good. I, you know, I think we're all under a lot of pressure at the moment to produce good fight nights. Obviously, you've got more broadcasters than ever, more promoters than ever. Um, so really, moving into the new season, you want as many 50-50s as possible. To get four championship 50-50s on a card was, was a, a coup for us. And to get the rivalries on the card as well was also a coup for us. Starting with, you know, Masha Dodd against Tom Stalker. Stalker's been calling it out for about a year. You know, it's Birkenhead against Liverpool. Then you've got O'Hara Davis, probably the most hated man in British boxing after me. You know, against, against Tom Farrell, who's a real great young fighter, young undefeated prospect from Liverpool, who stepped up as well and said, yeah, I want that. You know, I want to be in these fights. You've got Rocky Fielding against David Brophy, British and Commonwealth super middleweight title. You know, and both those guys putting their titles on the line you're going to have hundreds coming down from Glasgow for that and then our new signing Paul Butler against Stuart Hall in a rematch of their IBF uh, Bantamweight world title which was another great fight you know four real 50-50 pick and fights and as you see from the turnout Liverpool fight fans what I said at the start of the press conference they're educated you know you can't put on anything and just expect them to buy a ticket and expect them to turn up you need to put on an event that they go fair play that's a good fight night I'm there and this I feel is one of those it would be nice to see uh, McDonnell or even Burnett be ringside on the night as well to look at to look at the winner of the main event. Uh, is that is that guaranteed? Is it? Is it? I know it's an eliminator. Is it a final eliminator? Well, it's guaranteed from the McDonnell side. We're working on Solis at the moment. Um, if McDonnell wins against Solis, then he will definitely fight the winner of uh, Butler against Hall. If Solis wins, I think we'll get him as well. Um, but again, domestically, you look at the bantamweight scene. You've got Ryan Burnett. It's about to. We're going to announce a huge fight for him next week. Um, so really, you know, you've got you've, you've got two world champions at bantamweight at the moment, with others capable of doing the same. So it's a great division, and Paul Butler wants to be in those fights. Whether it's Burnett, whether it's McDonnell, they'll both be keen spectators on the 30th. Now, for those in the know, we would say that uh, Masha versus Stalker is the one that has caught our imagination. However, we're going to save that for the second part of the show, all right? Because that probably deserves its own little section on its own. 
Uh, let's go straight to the top of the bill because what an opportunity this is. Paul Butler, mm-hmm. um, our boy that we met up with a couple of weeks ago. We're going to hear from him again in a couple of minutes. Uh, but this is his first ride out with Match Room. And I'll tell you something, they've rewarded him, haven't they? They've not only uh, put him right at the top of the bill, they've technically given him a title eliminator. Yeah, world title eliminator, of course. With two potential world title fights as well. He oh, might right. go the McDonald route, he might go the Ryan Burnett route. Interesting times. But he's, first of all, he's got to beat uh, a familiar foe in Stuart Hall. Now, fight fans listen, might go, wait a minute, Stuart Hall, Paul Butler, that sounds familiar. Because these guys did it before. This was the guy who Paul Butler beat back in 2014 when he became IBF bantamweight champion of the world. A belt he even admits he should have kept hold of. Mm. He shouldn't have given up. But he did give it up. He moved back down to super flyweight. He unsuccessfully fought for the super flyweight version of the world title. And he, let's be honest, Adam, he's been chasing his career ever since, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. Uh, well, let's hear from him. Because we caught up with him at Gallagher's gym um, last week. We had a good sit down with him. We had a right old chinwag about... Um, facing a familiar four in Stuart Hall. I watch it back now and the mistakes I make in that fight, mm. which he doesn't capitalise on. I think, how hasn't he beat me there? Like, and if he's not, if, if he can't beat me then, mm. there's no, I believe there's no way he can beat me this time around. Mm. No way. Especially now I'm a full bantamweight. I look at myself there and I think, wow, I'm tiny compared to him. Yeah. This time when I stood next to him at the... Um, Press conference. Can I just point out that, that'll be applied nutrition? That's what it is, isn't it? That's, <laughs> yeah, that's the applied is, nutrition yeah. that's sorting that out. Yeah. That's why he's a full bantamweight now. Last time <laughs> I boxed him, I stood next to him and I, and I felt like a boy looking up to him. Like, a, like I knew it was a super flyweight versus yeah. a, a big bantamweight. He, he's not small for bantam. Um, he's big. This time I stood next to him and I felt every bit as big as him and every bit as strong as him. And I think this time it'll be a different story around. Also, this is your first one back in the match room. Yeah. The. Uh, and to, for them to straight at the top of the tree, you know what I mean? For, mm-hmm. for you to sign the deal and then the day after they're announcing, yeah. listen, you're going straight in top of the tree at the Echo Arena. You, your eyes must have been like going, whoa, I think I've made the right decision here. Most definitely. Um, all the fans made up as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of being on like half seven, eight o'clock and mm. not even making the BT show it. I'm a former, I was a former world champion for Frank and mm. at a time where he was struggling like mad. Um, and I, I couldn't even make the BT show. I was still on the Box Nation show, so I signed with Matchroom and I'm, I'm straight in at the, at the deep end, straight in, top of the bill, the Echo Arena. On a stacked undercard as well. Undercard's tidy, very, man, as well. Very, very good undercard. Um, it, it's a proper all-British mm. undercard. Like, there's some good 50-50 fights on there. Masher and Stalker's Masha, going to be I was just going to say, Masher Stalker, come on, you're going to have to give us your, your thoughts on Masher Stalker. It's a cracking fight, I think. It, depend, it depends what type of fight it ends up. If it ends up a, a boxing match, you've got to lean towards Stalker yeah. with, with the pedigree. If it ends up into a tarot... Which you probably will do. <laughs> depends which Tom turns <laughs> that's up. That's it, that's all on Tom. It's all on Tom, yeah. If it's drilled into Tom, listen, you've got a box and you've got a box with you. You've got to use each three rounds as if it's an amateur. I think Tom could walk away with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but if Tom gets dragged into a fight, that's Masha's fight. That's mm. why Masha wins. Masha gets you into his, his type of fight. That's what he does. You see, once them big crowds start he's shouting, just, and the six come out, that's, that's, that's it. Tom's got that fiery attitude as well. Like He gets caught with a shot. He thinks, right, you're getting it out. Boom, boom, boom. I think I think that's going to be a cracking fight. Yeah, it should be cracking, man. See, even Butler wants to talk about Masher and Stoker. Even he's going on about it. Listen, let's concentrate on him, right? Because what a wonderful opportunity this is uh, for Paul. As he mentioned there, he's been with Frank for a period of time and it didn't necessarily play out as no. he wanted it to play out. Former world champion, on at half seven, eight o'clock. 
He's got a massive fan base. All the guys from Ellesmere Port have been crying out for him to be top of the bill. And he's finally got that opportunity now. It's up to him. Up to him. Quite like a lot of the fighters that are on this bill at the weekend, it is up to them to take hold of their own careers now and yep. kick this forward. Yep. He's got an opportunity to win at the weekend, make a statement. The Jamie McDonald fight, obviously McDonald's fighting Solis, mm. you would anticipate that uh, McDonald will come through that, fingers crossed. And then that sets, even if I think Solis comes through it, I think Eddie's got enough pull to be able to make yep. the WBA version of that fight. Uh, available, but we all know what's happening up in uh, Ireland very soon. ZZ's taking on Burnett, mm-hmm. and again, Eddie's got pull on both of those. The winner of that, he could go down the IBF route. What a one, what a great position to be in for Paul. But now he's got to do the talking in the ring, hasn't he? He has. He's got to deliver, obviously. And uh, you know, against Stuart Hall, there really is no excuses. This is a guy who he beat when he was a boy, as he likes to say himself. And now he's a man, and he's going to put in a man's performance against Stuart Hall. The problem with Stuart Hall, I've got this weekend coming to Liverpool, is he's got absolutely nothing to lose. And this is a guy that's been a world champion, that has fought at world level for a long time. Yes, he's a veteran. Yes, he is in the twilight of his career but he comes to Liverpool and he knows that if he beats Paul Butler he gets a world title fight yeah and what kind of massive incentive is that for him and his career and where he's been the other the other way to look at it of course is the fact that if Paul Butler can get on him and get on him early and box his socks off early and Paul's got the ability to do that we know that even Joe Gallagher the feedback we've both had from Joe is we haven't seen one quarter of what this kid has potential of yet you know we compared him to Jorge Linares to us. He's put him down as the most talented fighter that he's trained. And he's Which trained is phenomenal. He's, he's trained some serious lads. Exactly, and some genuine world champions as well. So mm. uh, for him to make that kind of a statement, for me, Paul Butler's got to deliver. And I think if he can box Stuart Hall's socks off, as I say, for six rounds, I think we will see Stuart Hall visibly. Because if your mind is is even if you're even entertaining the idea of retirement which Stuart Hall is. He yeah. said he's coming to Liverpool. If he doesn't win, he's going to retire. If you're even entertaining that and the fight's not going your way after six or eight rounds, you will look for the exit. I truly believe that. Mm. And I truly believe Paul Butler can get the finish. But he's got to start bright. He's got to start strong. And he's got to put Stuart Hall in his place early mm. on. I totally agree with that. Now, listen, Eddie's obviously mentioned uh, Masher and, uh, and Stalker. Butler's just mentioned Masher and Stoker. We've mentioned Masher and Stoker. I think it's only fair that we mentioned Masher and Stoker on the show. Let's get stuck into it, shall we? Because you recently caught up with uh, Tom, the Captain Stoker, mm-hmm. at the original press conference. This is what he had to say. If he does, he can't. He, he's, not, he's not even a massive puncher. He, even if he dives into the fight, like yeah, I, I just don't rate him. You know what I mean? I just don't rate him. Like, so yeah, I, I, I just think it's going to be an easy night for me. He'll be talking skill-wise now. Do you think this could be a, a box, a bit of a box of masterclass? Is that what you're predicting? Skill-wise, boxing-wise, no, but I'm, I'm well better boxer than him. He's got a chance when he drags me into the fight, but you get a shock because I can fight as well. Do you know what I mean? Like, look, if you look at the careers, I've been beat once by Jack Castle. Yeah, I got stopped. I was trying to fall back. He was, he was the best man on the day, but I, I wouldn't give up trying to fall back. He was, he was one of the best 140 fighters at the moment. Yeah, Jack Castle is. And I lost to the Evans. I've had a few draws that should have went my way that I didn't get. I know I'm levels levels above him and I'm going to show him. Conwell title on the line as well. This could be the perfect springboard to finally get your pro career off the ground. Exactly. Well, do you know what? It's, without going on as an amateur, I was getting kicked off the GB team 2010. Bob McCracken goes to me, if you don't win a medal in the Europeans, you're off. I won a medal and then my, my career uh, went, went better and better. I'm going to beat him June, uh, September 30th. And then my career's going to push on and we'll have the Commonwealth, the WBC International, and then we'll see where it goes then. Now, as you hear there, Nick, right, 
he has mentioned something that we've been talking about now for a couple of weeks. What type of fight, what type of Tom Stalker are we going to get on the night? Are we going to get the kid that can box, mm-hmm. which is quite evident with his uh, amateur and Olympic pedigree? pedigree yeah. Absolutely sensational when he boxes. Yep. But when he gets tagged, the red mist comes down yep. and he likes to get involved in a little bit of a square, square go, as they say, north yep. of the border. You can't do that against Masha because that's exactly what he wants. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Masha is, is all about the tear up. He's all about the war. He's, hard, he's actually tougher to hit Masha than a lot of people think. But what he does is he sucks you into a toe-to-toe battle. He sucks you into a brawl in there. And he has this uncanny ability to slip shots and land shots. And I've got to say, you know, looking at the, the records of both these guys, obviously the, you would say that the powerful a punch, the more dig is certainly with Masha Dodd. Um, there's only one reason Tom Stalker's even got this fight, and that's because he went to war on social media. Where he, he accepts it. He knows that he's talked himself Said that in, there, didn't he? Said talk, that there. himself into this fight. We say it all the time. You've got to mouth off if but you he, want to get a fight. And that's great. He's got it now. He's here now. It's happening Saturday night. For me, the critical job this Saturday night falls to Danny Vaughan, Tom Stalker's corner man, because he's got to keep him cool, calm, and collective. And they've got to take it round by round. They can't go in there going, right, here's a 12 round. I'm going to do this. We're going to... They've got to go, right, okay, we've got got to outbox Masha round one and at the end of round one you go okay now we've got to outbox Masha round two that is it that's the only way Tom Stalker can approach this fight he can't approach this fight thinking he's going to go to war he's got to approach this fight he's got to come back to Liverpool fitter than he's ever been Mm. and he's got to take Masha Dodd to school for 12 rounds if he can do that if he can do that he becomes the new Commonwealth champion in my book and does it quite convincingly Mm. the problem is he's got to outbox him for 12 three-minute rounds. And at some stage... He'll switch off, man. You've got to think he's going to start brawling. And if he starts brawling, I, I can only see one winner. Well, I I fully anticipate exactly what you've just said. I think what we're going to get in, six, seven rounds of a Tom Stoker masterclass. I think yeah. he'll look absolutely beautiful. And then he'll get tagged. And then it'll just unravel. That's how I, I how you imagine. I don't hope it doesn't, because I like Tom Stoker. I think he's a good kid. Yeah. But I just... I like Masha, though, as well. But I just think... That is how this is going to play out. It just seems so obvious to me that that's how it's going to play out. I hope I'm wrong, though. I hope I'm wrong. I think both, you know, I think everyone who's in there on Saturday night, unless you've got a Tom Stoker or a Masha Dodd t-shirt, everyone that's going on Saturday night to the Echo Arena will be kind of thinking the same thing. This is the fight. This is the one. This is the this is the fireworks, you know. This is where local rivalry is going to come in. Yeah, this is yeah. where all, the, all the, the pre-fight press conference stuff goes out the window. It's time to deliver now. But for me, the, the, the two game plans are absolutely op- polar opposites to one another. You've got the stylish boxer with all the pedigree in the world that has the ability to box the socks off anybody. And you've got the guy that no one saw coming, that has come out of the trenches, that has proved that his commitment, dedication, his versatility is what made him a champion against all the odds. You know, no one expected Masha Dodd to come out and become a Commonwealth champion. No one expected him to be in headlining cards, and least of all him. Yeah, yeah. No one expected him to be signed by Eddie Hearn and put on pay-per-view events. No one expected that. But he's proved everyone wrong, and he's proved what you can make what you can make out of this kind of a career. Whereas every the opposite of that is Tom. Everyone thought, wow, England captain. Olympic Games, everything else, this guy's going to cruise through it. He's found it hard in the pro game, Tom yeah. has, and he'll confess that as well. Mm. Two complete polar opposite fighters coming together for what could be an absolutely fascinating 12-rounder. Fascinating. No, looking forward to it at the weekend. There's plenty of fights to look forward to as well, including Natasha Jonas 
in uh, home city. We're going to hear from her next. We're going to hear from her sparring partner as well, Stephen Smith. We caught up with them recently at Gallagher's Gym. Don't forget, Derek Chisora's on this card at the weekend. Oh. And, of course, O'Hara Davis returns to Liverpool to take on Tom Farrell. We've got to talk about all that in part two. Don't forget, in part three, Rocky Fielding will be on the show as well. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Welcome back to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. And of course, there's only one thing we're talking about. It's the Battle of the Mersey coming to the Echo Arena on Saturday night. And listen, tell you what, there's so much local talent on this card. It is a fight fan's dream, the event this weekend. Thank you, Eddie Hearn. Thank you for coming back with more action. And let's get straight back into it. Listen, before... When she made her pro debut, Adam, mm. Natasha Giannis. Yeah, yeah. A little bit of pressure on it. Everyone's saying, oh, you know, there's a potential fight down the road with Katie Taylor. She's coming back to boxing after being a mum, everything else. She made her debut in Newcastle. You said to me, what? Best debut I've ever seen. Unbelievable One of the debut. best debuts you've ever seen. Yeah, unbelievable. Phenomenal performance. She's looked great as a pro. We went up to Gallagher's gym. We've seen her there. We've seen her sparring with Stephen Smith. We're going to hear from both of them in a second. But I'm so excited about Tasha coming home, a homecoming fight in front of a family and friends and a city that supported her right to an Olympic Games. Anyway, listen. Don't take our word for it. Listen, Tasha tell, tells us all about the pressures of fighting back in Liverpool. But Stephen Smith, first of all, tells us what it's like to spar with one of the hottest prospects in British boxing. When she first turned out, first come up, obviously we both from the Rotunda, so we sparred yeah, in the yeah, past yeah. and stuff. And Joe was always on at me saying, look, what's the differences? What's the change? What do you think? And I've always said about Tasha, her ability in, in her own comfort zone is second to none. I don't know any girl like her with mm. the talent she's got. But I said, any girl who's going to get in with her are going to see it and think, well, I've got to make a fight, I've got to try and... I can't stand off Tasha and let her do what she wants, she's too good. So I've been trying to make her uncomfortable and trying to get her being good, mm. as good as she has been you know, in, a, in a comfort zone, out of a comfort zone, and she's doing it coming on more and more. And just out with just little things, little little parts about like just the positioning and not like going into corners, not back into the ropes when she's got the, 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 the whole space to ring and just little moves, little steps and... She's getting it more and more now where I find myself telling the less things, know what I mean? And <laughs> you see today, she's getting a lot of things natural now mm. where yeah. I don't feel like I'm saying as much in today and like the third round I started going yeah. back to using my legs to, just to mix it up for a bit and then yeah. pressure back on the last That's what it was, wasn't it? It was about pressure, yeah, keeping yeah. that yeah, pressure yeah. on you, keep it constantly keeping that pressure on you. Cause we saw to make it more uncomfortable for her. Yeah, yeah. That, that's all there is. You're a good lad like that, aren't yeah, you? Just make it uncomfortable. She punches me today, as she's punching me. Is that been the biggest culture shock has attached since you turn pro is it the, the sparring and that that type of training environment because well, obviously what sparring you're getting top as sparring as a, as a pro so far you know you've, you've pinned girls everywhere but it's in here it's sparring sessions like that is that way the, the difference is the change I think people don't realise that the, the training bit is the hardest bit mm. people from outside the boxing think oh, like people have to just boxing to keep fit think oh fighting that's the hard bit but this bit is the hardest. But that's your... For some people, under the lights, they're freezing under the lights, don't they? They don't perform under the lights. When we saw you go out, we've just been speaking to beef about Newcastle, when you were up on that next-gen card at Newcastle, you didn't freeze, mate. You just went in yeah. and did the business, you know what that I mean? Was it was like you you had were, done it all, yeah? Yeah, yeah. there you, you go. That was yeah. like one of the tidiest pro debuts we've seen. It was unreal. I'm like, yeah. OK, <laughs> you know what I mean? A lot of people do freeze under that particular situation. You didn't. You seem to have relished it. Do you reckon that is because... You've been Olympics. You've seen the bright lights before. Yeah, I got a bit for a professional debut I, though. I got a bit nervous more going up to Newcastle, and but like as you say, because because of, of the stuff that I've been through as an amateur. Mm. By the time the actual day comes, I was like, all right. And then I went into the um, me changing room. 
and everyone was sitting there like dead quiet because they didn't know like it's, even though me and Joe have been together for a long time he didn't know what it'd be like on fight fight day mm. so everyone's just sitting there quiet and I was like come on nobody started let's, let's, yeah, let's get on and then after that it was fine because they knew I'd, I was relaxed so mm. it was just but by the time it was like do you warm up I was sweating I had a good sweat on I was getting and just do what do what we what, what I've been practising in there. So with that in mind, how do you feel then now being on a Liverpool card? Because it's, it's, this is a pro thing now in your home city. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be nerve-wracking, but in a different way. Being pro debut, I mean, like, like I say, I mean, I've had good conversations with Stephen about, you know, when he was saying just enjoy it, relax, and then everyone says that, but, you know, it, but it's also your most important one because yeah. people, like, your second and your third, like, well, it's just your second and your third, but your first one, mm. all eyes are on you. Everyone remembers your debut. Yeah, yeah. always say, like, you know, Katie Taylor, we're going on about her, she's pro, she's a couple of fights ahead, but I can tell you now her debut, you know, she looked, I couldn't tell you what she thought, I said, I'll fight here, mm. fight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I had a conversation with Tash before, and said, look, she's been in the Olympics, she's been on bigger stages, so I didn't think the occasion to get to her, but it's a good feeling, as she just said, then walking into that venue, knowing you couldn't have done more in here, and you're mm. ready. If you go into a, ever go into a fight and you think, oh, I wish I'd have done that run, or I wish I'd done this, then fair enough, your nerves should be getting to it, because you're going into that ring, and you know that there's things you haven't done, but luckily enough, you know, she trains hard, she's she's working very hard all the time, and Mm. you can see it now, where she's got in the ring, full of confidence, and that's why, because she's doing everything she can in here. I'm really looking forward to this one, you know, at the weekend, because as I said, when I saw her in Newcastle, she looked an absolute million dollars on debut, and I know that we shouldn't get too far ahead of ourselves and get carried away, and obviously you want people to get used to the professional game. She's ready to rock and roll, man. Mm. Let's get the Katie Taylor fight on. Let's just do it. <laughs> Let's not mess about. Let's get it on. It's good that Katie Taylor's now obviously fighting for a world title yeah. next as well, because it means these girls aren't sticking around, and they shouldn't. The pedigree that Tasha's got and Katie Taylor, Nicola Adams, these girls don't need they don't need 20 fights before they're in world title contention. You're talking about half a dozen, in, yeah. you know, in the case. And, and and for now, obviously, Tasha, it's early days. She looked phenomenal in Newcastle. It, she's going to enjoy this weekend, I hope. You know, she, well, she's got this. And then I think she's out on, is it the 13th of October? She's, she's doing the next gen in. show, isn't she? Yeah, that's right. At she's Bethnal all, Green or something. She's down there doing that. Yeah, that's on the 13th of October, of course. Yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah. the thing is, she's st- staying nice and busy. She's probably another one in before the end of the year as well. She, yeah, hopefully. You know, hopefully, four fights in, in a debut season, which is great. Um, but, but just coming home, and I think it'd be nice for Tasha to hear. Because it's been such a long time since she last fought in Liverpool as well. You know, it's almost an ABA's here. Go back, go back five or six years ago. Yeah, yeah. If not more. So it'd be nicer for her to fight in front of a family, her friends, a city that has supported her, as I say, uh, and just feel that love coming back. And I include Anthony Fowler in that as well, both fighting in Liverpool as professionals for the first time. But, you know, both of them, I, I believe, uh, are going to deliver something a bit special because these are two careers that five fans from Merseyside should be following closely. No, absolutely. Both of those, obviously, heavily involved in the next-gen cards. A lot of love here in, on Merseyside for them. Looking forward to seeing them do their thing uh, in their home city. One man that might get booed into the ring at the weekend is O'Hara Davis. Uh, he's uh, got a... Well, he's built up a lovely little fan base here in Liverpool, hasn't he, with his uh, time with Derry Matthews, and now he's obviously taking on uh, Tom Farrell at the weekend. I'm going to be honest with you. The fight against Josh Taylor was absolutely fantastic to watch. We watched it on Channel 5. Josh Taylor, Ara Davis, two unbeaten British prospects 
pulling it all on the line. Josh Taylor was just far too good for him on cream, that particular cream night. Cream to the top on the night, yeah. It's a big night, this, for O'Hara Davis, because he's yeah. coming off the back of not just getting beat, coming off the back of quitting, mate. Yeah, He exactly. quitting that fight. This is absolutely huge for him. And Tom, even though on paper I would look at this and go, O'Hara Davis wins this nine times out of ten, mm-hmm. Tom can take that into the fight thinking, listen, if I get him in, if I get him hurt, if I get him in the trenches... He's got it in him to go. He's got it in him to spew. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think, you know, I think <clears throat> five fans from the city, yeah, you're right. Categorically, O'Hara Davis will be getting booed into the ring on Saturday night. But also, I think a lot of fight fans, and I include us in that as well, were impressed with his performance against Derry Matthews. You know, he made that fight happen. He called Derry out. Yeah. He got Derry into the ring and he did a number on Derry Matthews and he looked great that night doing it too. Um, and I think from a fight fan perspective, you've got to respect that. You've got to respect how he used Derry well, Matthews. We, did. we became fans of the back of, it, didn't we? of his career. We had him on the show. We hence, did, you know. hence the fact that he got the Josh Taylor fight, you know, for the Battle of Britain kind of thing. So, yes, this is a rebuilding fight for him. Massively dangerous. Dangerous one because uh, you know Tom Files undefeated fighter. He's looked phenomenal so far. He loves it in the trenches, and that's where he needs to take O'Hara Davis. He can't stay at the end of those big looping punches. He's got to get up close and personal. He's got to rough him up. He's got to get the Liverpool crowd behind him. He's got to get the Liverpool crowd turned on O'Hara Davis. And he's got to get O'Hara Davis in there throwing leather desperately. Yeah. And I think this could be an absolute corker of a fight. I just think for me, O'Hara Davis's power probably gives him the edge. While it's at range, but I think all Tom has got to do is avoid them big shots, slip inside, get close, make it messy, and, and you know, and, and, and turn it into a wall. Mm. Interesting as well. Um, a fellow native of London to O'Hara Davis is Derek Chisora, mm-hmm. um, who's uh, been announced over the last ten days or so that he's also on this card because he signed some matchroom, eh? Yep. Eddie's seen the Cheddar Ching. Well, there's only one reason Eddie's signed Chisora, isn't it? And that's hopefully, hopefully, to make Dillian White part two, one of the best fights we've seen in the heavyweight division forever. Yeah. Uh, that was last December, of course. Dillian White is obviously getting as far away from Chisora as he possibly can. But from a fight fan perspective, that's the fight we want to see in this heavyweight division, Chisora versus White 2, because mm. the first one was an absolute corker. No opponent yet for Saturday night for Derek Chisora. Uh, I think it's just a r- blow the rust off, isn't it? Because he's out in so. Monaco. I believe he's yeah. going to be fighting on the Monaco card yeah. later on in the, in the year. So I, I expect this to be a, a blowout for him and stuff like that, but uh, just interesting to see him back in, uh, back in the fold and say, hopefully leading towards Dillian White number two in 2018. Mm, absolutely. Uh, stick around because Rocky Fielding's on the final part of the show. We're going to have a little bit of a chat with him about uh, his fight with David Brophy coming up this weekend. It's a big night for him. It's a big night for a lot of Liverpool fighters this yep. weekend, isn't it? Yeah. I know the next-gen guys like Anthony and Tasha is still Craig building. Cruise, the Cruiserweight yeah. Craig Glover's on the card as well. Like, who we went down, we've seen him at Derry's gym yeah, recently. Yeah. And Bellew's boy. Oh, it, it, what I like about Glover is, and I said this to when we were at the gym that day, I said to Derry, I said, who's the middleweight over there hitting pads with Joe McNally? And he was like, no, no, that." That's Glover, that's the cruiserweights. And I was like, what? And no wonder Tony Bellew signed him up, you know, to a management deal because this guy's got fast hands for a big man, you yeah, know, yeah, and yeah. Uh, it, it, I'm expecting big things from him on Saturday night as well. He's had he's had one little slip so far. I think he's 4-1 and one in his career, but he's had two wins since that defeat. And, uh, and, and, he, and Derry, you know, everyone that's around him, Seems crazy about kids, the, the sleeper yeah. in the cruiserweight division. Mm, looking forward to it, man. Um, like I said, there's a lot of next-gen guys on this card, but there's also a lot of guys in, not last chance saloon, but they need a big statement. Yeah. 
Paul Butler's obviously one of those guys. Yeah. Ohara Davis is one of those guys. Stoke is one of those guys. Tom's definitely one of those guys. And now you've got Rocky Fielding, probably the top of all that tree. He's a guy that needs a statement at the weekend if he wants to get back into this super middleweight mix. We're going to speak to him next. This is the Fight Disciples podcast. Subscribe now via the iTunes store. Welcome back to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. If you're just tuning in, listen, you're previewing the massive Battle of the Mersey fight card coming to the Echo Arena this weekend. And you've, you've missed part one and two. We've talked about uh, Paul Butler. We've talked about Sean Dodd versus Tom Stalker, Tom Farrell, O'Hara Davis, Anthony Fowler, Natasha Jonas, Derek Chisora. We've got excited about it all. But one fight we haven't yet discussed is the British and Commonwealth title fight that is on there. That is a massive one for one of the city's proudest sons. Rocky Field and takes on David Brophy over 12 rounds to prove who is the best current British super middleweight and someone who's desperate to jump into world title contention. David Brophy done amazing when he went to Australia to win the Commonwealth belt, surpassed everyone's expectations. And he's coming to Liverpool and he thinks he's going to take the British belt off Rocky Fielder next. But listen, our man's got a different idea. Adam, let's speak to the main man. Hey, legend. You all right, mate? You all right, mate, yeah. Obviously, it's a big fight this weekend against David Brophy. He's gone out to Australia. He's got yourself uh, a nice little Commonwealth belt. He fancies, uh, he fancies your British title, mate. What's all this about? You're not going to let him take it, are you, like? Oh, no, definitely not, no. Uh, yeah, no, I just say, he's, he went over, I think, you can't knock, you know, you, you can't knock the British title fight back, can you? you can't, mm. no, no matter what, really, I mean, but, I, yeah, he's gone over to Australia and won, so I think his confidence is, is high and, um, and he's had a chance to fight for the British, so he took it. Yeah, that's it. It's giving him too much confidence. It's a bit of delusion, isn't it, Rock? That's what it is. He's oh, gone out. He's travelled well. He's thinking, I'll go to Liverpool now. I'll take over there. Oh no, yeah, but it'll stop. It after stop. Sorry. Yeah, looking at his looking at his record, Rock. When you know, like a lot of people, he went out to Australia, and and I didn't fancy him. I've got to be honest. I, I didn't fancy him. You know, I, I don't think his record really. When you look at who he's beat, I know he's got a lot of wins on his record, but it, yeah. for me, it doesn't yeah. really stand up. Yeah, well. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I looked through. I looked through it the other day myself. I had to go and look through it, and he's like, he's like, no, no big. There's no names there that 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 can go all. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's, he's no less names. Yeah. Yeah. I looked at Zach Duns as well, and it's the same. as he had no no names really, and so. I know Zach Dunn had a couple of like weird rankings, but obviously you know. He's fought for some titles over in Australia, and I say there was no big names on the no. records either. No. And when he has stepped up, he stepped up against George, didn't he? And he got well and truly beat against George Groves. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that was it. Yeah, but you know, I, I've sparred off here a lot. Oh right, okay. Yeah, I've sparred. I, I was, I was his last spar going over there to fight Sackman. Is that? Is this why you're so relaxed, Rock? Is, is this why you're so yeah. chilled out right now? Going, yeah, I've seen it. Oh mate, I'm ready to go. So I. I mean, obviously, you guys fight just talking about spars and like to do this and that. And I, I like, I, I mentioned it to him the other week, just like, because he, I seen an article saying, oh, he's going to beat me. And I just, I just tweeted the same thing. You're you forgetting our spar we had, do you know what I mean? Just to, <laughs> just to put know, that like, seed in his mind, yeah. Yeah, I, just don't, I don't want to like speak about sparring, really. I mean, it's sparring and. and yeah, but if you didn't, that'd be boring on our show, mate. So please oh, feel no. free. You crack yeah. on. You crack on, Rock. If you give him a spank for a good twelve rounds, mate, you know what I mean. If you're what you want to say, that you're more than welcome to do so. 
Yeah, well, I, I mean, I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> also, I, I, as I say, I'm thinking bits of common side because I was his last spar. He had 10 days before his fight. He was going away. I was his last spar. I I was 12 weeks out from my fight. I just went down as a fever. And um, as I got there first, he sparred. You know, it was supposed to be two days of eight rounds. And, you know, I was even questioning myself. And I've been thinking over the end, sparring on eight rounds. I was like, oh, you know, see how, and he's yeah. like 10 days from a fight, I thought. Oh, let's see how it goes. Um, and I, I, I gave it to him in the sixth round. He, he, um, his nose went, oh, no, he'll be, be all right tomorrow, come back. So he's sure. And so I went back on the Friday and lap, fighting down Scotland. Hmm. So I said this morning, I said, come over Friday morning and take me spa for me, be corner. And he said, I will. And he's on the spa Friday, and you know, he comes forward again, he's saying that, and then Billy Nelson pulled him over after five rounds. So I said, that'll do, because he, he was getting success, you know what I mean? And so I just seen a bit of common side, that kind of thing. You know, I thought I've had, his, I've had him 10 days before the fight. Yeah. He's fat, he sparred Liam Williams, he sparred all kinds. I was his last sparring. I wasn't even ready for about 12 weeks out, and, and what I'd done then. Now that I've done a ten week camp and you know, stent work, everything I've, I think I'm, I can I can do the same or better. And, yeah. and, um, that's the one taking out like the confidence wise. You know what I mean? I mean that's one taking out. I know when it can happen on the night. And, yeah, yeah, of course. But, but if you know, if I've sparred him with 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 him ten days to go and and, and you're not even fit. Five, it should have been eight rounds. You got the five then. And I'm taking a bit from it, you know mm. what I mean? So, how are you getting on with Jamie? How, how, are, you, how are you enjoying working with him? Yeah, well, it, it, it's it's been it's been um, it's been great, it's been refreshing. Um, yeah, I, he's he's kind of like similar with Oliver. Yeah, but obviously it's, he has his different ways as well at training and stuff, and everything is fitting in nicely and. Um, Refreshing and that stuff, and with with JP in the corner, I'm like, I'm not like, not like we used to like try and impress a bit, but not impressing, but just don't you know, like try and push off that a little bit more because you got someone different in the corner, and, and it's been it's been working well for me. And yeah, yeah, he's been getting some good sparring for me, what what we need, and um, working on shots. He's, he's studied Brophy, you know, the shots, what to work on, and. What it what Brophy throws and good at and defence work and everything's yeah, it's been spot on. He just like like you say when you want, when you see Jamie fighting his inside work and his body shots and mm-hmm. his defence, that's just what I need to mm-hmm. to tidy up on. And we're doing bits of that with you know I just been inside where I've been wanting to just fight in the spar like you know you're just good long range and let them come on and. So we like knocked that out to me, and each spar we've been having over the weeks, everything's just been falling into place, and everything's just been been he's been happy with it. So, um, I'm enjoying it. It's been good. Mm. Nice. To see, it was nice to see Oliver, by the way, up and well a couple of weeks ago on your uh, social media, mate. I know they've been keeping that quite under wraps, but it's been uh, quite nice to see him uh, out and about. Also, oh no, yeah, and all I decided. The day that I spied on the Monday and Jay said after the Tuesday off and then Oliver come in. I was like, oh, Good. Oh. Nice. 
Nice one, man. Well, nice one. It's always nice to have, um, as well, um, um, multi-weight world champions now in the gym. I've noticed that Mr. Yeah. Frampton's knocking about. You know what I mean? You got yourself... That must be inspiring as well. You know what I mean? If you're knocking about in the gym and someone like Frampton's training alongside you, that's 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 all good. Yeah, that's that, that, yeah. I, Jamie mentions who was like, he had the cold or something, we like, oh, I, I didn't think much of it. And then I was working away, and then you come in for the session, walked in, it's like, oh, you know, it's right, he's here, and then we've been, um, as you're saying, doing sessions, like bag work and like pads, but like he'll go in first, and I'll go in after him and that, and then, you know, working on the bags next to each other. and as you're saying, yeah, just just like having a little glimpse of him for like ten, fifteen minutes watching all those sort of things he does in that and and got Martin there as well and a few other lads. So everyone's just gone at the right time, I think, and yeah, everyone's got dates coming up and got Tommy Coyle there as well who who works hard as well. So it's just some fresh faces and, and um, you know, as you're saying, just, you know, multi weight world champion and you know, the the, the um, the fight he's been in and, and what he's done, Frampton is 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 um, is great. So it's good to just work alongside and, and watch some of the things and see mm. some of the things from him. Really, you're going to need some subtitles for them conversations. If I was there, like listening in, you obviously got a scouser, you've got a Mank, well, technically Salfordian in Jamie, you've got Northern Irish, you've got you just mentioned Saint a couple Ellen's. of Saint Helens <laughs> in Martin, you've got geezer yeah. from Hull over in Summit. I'd say something. Some of the crack there's going to be a bit fierce, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, definitely. You've got Jamie's made the group. Chat. <laughs> so you can understand each other. Yeah, yeah. Please print yeah. this, write this down, so we can understand each oh, other. All the banter, like uh, since Frampton's come into it now, he's been added into it. Yeah, he's fierce. And all these videos and all these funny videos and all stuff. So, but uh, yeah, we're all communicating through him. Um, has he got you on? Uh, has he got you on the egg, egg in a cup thing yet? Oh no, but I. I was trying it myself. Mate, he loves it. He loves an egg in a cup. He was on the show a couple of weeks ago and he was he was giving us cooking tips of how to make the egg in the cup. Have, have you got yeah. it nailed down? I, yeah, I've done that. 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 i Obviously, for someone who's you know at a very similar position, or even in, in the case of uh, in the case of Jamie Cox, a more advanced position, what's it like looking at that tournament unfold, and and what's the motivation for you going into this fight this weekend with David Brophy? Yeah, yeah Sam. Yeah, I got your text as well. Obviously, flying last year, so it was nice to get. Um, Mate, we we support you, man. We support you. We wanted to chuck you in, lad. Come on, of course. Things that happened. Yeah, I got a couple of good few texts through with off people and. Yeah, that's uh, I said through the weekend. It was just, it was just the way I found out about it. You know what I mean? I was like, um, I was obviously I was just about to start phoning around for South Force Sparring, and I was gonna go down. I was gonna get all, get all the rider and stuff and go down London, and, and then I think it was like a day or two later. Then I seen on Twitter that he'd been in it, and I was just like, I don't know. And then I was obviously in with M- MTK now. And, no one gave them the heads really about it, so they weren't happy at the time. And like I, but then the more I, I, I didn't know too much about the tournament. Like um, I didn't 
no mention to me, so I didn't really know how it works and mm. you know what the paces were and, and, and how long it's on for. I didn't, I didn't really know much about it. And then obviously off when you start hearing things, I was like, all right, it's you know it's a bit gutting not to be invited into it or asked or even you know a reserve kind of thing. Mm. Um, and then the, the down with obviously like his family now, just just speaking through. I just had to put it to me to the side and just think, well, I I haven't I haven't lost I have I have an opportunity to go into it, but I haven't lost anything. It's the change of opponent, still defending the British yeah. in Liverpool. It's the change of opponent. I got told before I mean Cox's mate got told that the winner will fight for the European title after it. Yeah. yeah. The Jalen kid Tyrone would be Paul Smith. He, he hasn't entered in that. He hasn't no. no. So, I was going to mention that because there's rumours knocking about that that might be on the cards for you. Do you fancy that, Taron yeah, Zeiger? Yeah, definitely. You know, Eddie gave me a text and said, look, I sent a list over to the whale box and, and he picked Cox, you know. And I said, all right, sir. So we'll get me Tyrone Ziggy, whatever his name is. He said, I'm on it. So, so give me a bit of a lift for, well, let them, you know, Fight over this certain amount of time, back yeah. themselves and and things and yeah. and and uh, and I can maybe fight for European end the year. And then maybe oh, I if you want to make the world title, just things and stand. Then you know hopefully things go go my way. I can go next year to like the winners or you know or start like the finalists or something. You know, yeah, yeah. Big fights next year, so. As you say, Rock, half a dozen, you know, half a dozen of the best super or the highest ranked super middleweights on the planet are now tied into this tournament. Yeah. So that's why that opportunity yeah. for that world title fight is is genuine. You know, that's maybe that's it could be the best thing that could happen because by the time this tournament finishes, you could already be a world champion if if everything goes right. Obviously, this weekend. Oh yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That it's all my mind when you're playing all your mind thinking, oh, this one, not ever run smooth, does it? No, but, never. But in my, in my mind, is, is, is getting a, getting back to winning good, good on Saturday. Um, you know, the last few fights have been, have been a close decision with Rabass and with Ryder and, yeah, I just. I, what happened I, tonight against Ryder Rock? Because that just it just you just didn't seem to get started. And in the aftermath, yeah. I said, you know what? Maybe super, maybe we've done it super middleweight. Maybe it's time to move up. You know better than anyone. What what yeah. was the problem that night? Yeah, people, well, people. That's what I mean. What people think. I like now. I've I've this morning now. I've I've got, I'm like twelve four now. I've had breaking out from Do you know what I mean? And I've I've got a key and a half to lose. Mm. Two key tops, and I'm all right to meet him. So. I mean, what I want, I think what I want is I want 16 weeks training. Mm. I, I got back in the gym on January the 2nd. I thought, I was waiting on a date. I, I thought there was a Liverpool show in March or I was going to get out in March. And then I was aiming for that. And then next minute it got put to April 22nd. And with me, well, now I listen to myself. Now each camp I'm, I'm learning. You learn each camp, so I don't know when to take days off and what I went to when I should. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I, I'm just like constantly. I've got a hands drive past the gym without going in and, and, and just <laughs> before I go home. I kind of think, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it just it got like I done ten weeks and then saying and I think was sad and I went right. So I've got six weeks here. You know, keep going. So I kept going, 
and then he had me last bar like well, I had to spar two weeks just before the fight I was ready then I, yeah. I was on fire then and then it was main, maintaining that for another two weeks as well as getting the weight down like keeping the sharpness and keeping strength up then it was just it was just it was just dead. it was just too long. I got yeah. I put, I think I got a bit a bit stale, a bit um they're stale and like I was Yeah, it's hard to maintain, man. It's hard to maintain that fizz, isn't it? You know what I mean? Once you, if you're ready two weeks previous to maintain it then for two weeks to then peak on that on fight night, it's tough to do. Yeah, I mean I think yeah, I know I went as well as that is the fight before that April was October, it was a two-round job, and then yeah. the fight before that was April against Redras, so my proper fight was 12 months. Yeah, it was a year. From yeah. Rada, and yeah. not enough act, not, I mean, I'm active, active enough, do you know what I mean? And, and then I didn't really respect like Rada's power. I was looking into, like, thinking, oh, Nick Blackwell stuff, you know, a middleweight, I think, you know, and I was just, I just thinking too much about, about wanting to knock people out, and, like, no way fighting Liverpool, a bit of a pressure and a bit of a... Mm. Bit, of, bit of a macho thing. Things, yeah, yeah, of course. Just little things, but, but now I mean, you know, <clears throat> obviously I'm gutted, like, what's happened with all of it is, and I was like that myself, thinking, well, what do we do here, do you know what I mean? And, you know, and to keep the ball rolling, Matt said, look, I'm, I'm, I'm going with Jamie for, for to Sabine, and then, I rate him, and I, and I see Martin, his last fight with Rosado, and yeah. Jamie was working with Martin as well on bits of... Tri- it just freshens it up, doesn't it? Just yeah. freshens it all up and yeah. gets the mind going again. Yeah, I know yeah, you Yeah, and I've, I've ticked over um, through the summer and stuff. I was ticking over, and then I just said to myself, right, it's 10 weeks now. Let's, let's, um, that's it now. Let's, let's do it, 10 weeks of, of smart training. Knowing when to when I wake up and I'm going, oh, do you know what? I need an extra little lie in here, or I need a little bit more recovery. Yeah, I'm like that. Me. I'm like that, Rock. I love yeah. a lie in. Well, lie in getting up at eight, you know what I mean? But, like, whereas I'd get up from a, from a tough night session, so and I'd get up first thing in the morning, I'd be out the door, yeah. at six, seven, going running and going to the gym, and then getting back, and then going to all of us for 10. So I'd say in half six, running and then I go to all of us, get back, shower, chain, go to all of us at 10, do me staying there, come home, do me strength work and evening. Yeah. It's too much, so mate. It, You're knackered, yeah, yeah. too much. Yeah, and I was, but now we've seen at 12 o'clock with Jamie, so I can do me morning runs at uh, 6, 7. I can have my brekkie, I can have my you know, tape, my recover, go back at 12, fresh, do me own, my session with Jamie, come home, a few hours rest, and then I've got my strength work, I can go, um, Six o'clock, Joe, just like getting the times all right, yeah, or mixing up doing my sense work of the morning time and then in with Jay in the afternoon. So I'm, I'm feeling, I'm feeling like elbow off side. I'm feeling the way I was when I was boxing there and like gone down. I got that like Great. Um, nerves back there, but I was fighting round the glass. I just I had no, I was getting in there, but no nerves. Like, and I was like. What's going on? What are you nerves going through the motions? Like, oh, come on, that's our big You know what I mean? And yeah. With me, when I fight nervous and like fear, like everyone said, that fear factor, you perform better. And that's what I've got now with with fighting Brophy. I know that I have sparred him, but I've still got it because I know that after this fight, he, he's, he's got to be big doors open for me. He's got to be, do you know what I mean? He's, 
Well, this is it. You know, this is what we've been waiting for, Rock. This is what we've been talking about for the last few years. It's like, when's that opportunity going to come? And yeah. this is your opportunity to not wait for someone to open the door, but to go up and kick the door oh, open yourself. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, right, Nick. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I've got to get out there, Saturday, just be, do what I've been doing, listen to me, be smart, look, look good. Yeah. You know, hopefully, it's the way I'm thinking it goes, it goes, and then... Get on the mic and call for that and, world title. Well, that's it, yeah. and I and I have a you know, you know, the girls looking for opponents in December. Yeah, so I know the girls he's a special fighter, but these chances that anything can happen in the ring, and I know he's you know world class fighting and stuff and this, but you know if I want to get fight the best and get there, I want to have to make him I get in the mic and make him a bit of noise now, and, you know, and if he wants to fight, if he wants to come for opponents. And there's an option, you know. I'll, I'll, I'll take that. Yeah, let's and do I'll, it. I'll take the other German kid, and and as you say, then just get ready for if everything goes well, get ready for next year for for all them, all the top ones that are in that now, and aim for that, aim for the to clean up yeah. when they come, when it comes out of that. Yeah, mm, yeah, yeah. But I, you know, I know it's a great division, a division, and I know these they're all top fighters. As you say, when you, I'm sitting there ringside and I was looking, thinking if. What I like when you know now what you the me feel now is I'd love to say take that back again, you know what I mean? I'd get in with Callum again, I'd get in with um Eric Scoglin as well, do you know what I mean? I know it was a great fight and that, but I say when it's a Callum fight, there's no nerves just thinking, let's have it, do you know what I mean? And uh, now over the years and Eddie Camp and being around other fighters and I was lay I you every time thinking, Oh, that's not not the way to to go, that's the way to train, look, listen to your body now, and if you need that rest, have you, if you don't, then, you know, go for it and, and train, so, everything's, everything's, even though it's been 10 weeks with Jamie, everything's just, seems, be fitting well, and, um, be Have fresh, you, and uh, it's all about learning, isn't it, all about learning, listen, before we, uh, before we let you clear off, have uh, any of them little girls from nursery been knocking on your door yet? Because your boy's looking well, man. I'll tell you something. He's a bonny boy, isn't he? You, there's gonna, oh, he's not going to struggle when he gets older, is he? Let's be <laughs> let's be straight, Rock. No, 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 definitely not. Yeah. <clears throat> I know he's, he's, he's the same. He's growing every day, changing every day. And, you know, that's another thing, do you know what I mean? When I, it always about the kids and like, yeah. you know, go, no, that's pressure bringing them up and looking after the, and like, this is the player. That's all I have on my head, just thinking about them, Sam, being with him with value, he goes on about his kids and what he, you know, what he's thinking. Now that I've got, got Ralphie and I, that's actually the feeling that, right. that I've got myself now with, you're gonna you're gonna to have to have that birds and the beast talk early, mate. I'm telling you, right? Because there's gonna be girls knocking on that door. <laughs> no, no. I, I, <laughs> It's um, it's it's changing. I think for me, as well, you know, there's more motivation for yeah. for the fight wise, and um, yeah, and you know, weekends now is usually like having a chill day. You know, I just I'm in the park driving. Around. I've been safari park more times. <laughs> Got a job there. Life. At least at least you do after your career's finished. Anyway, is it work yeah. at the safari park? Definitely, <laughs> uh, the sea lions. I love the names of sea lions. And everything. <laughs> I love it. Have you been to that? Do you know? Have you been to the bird show at the safari park? It's mad that. 
with a like flying over your heads and stuff. Have you seen that one? Peppa Pig was no. there at the weekend. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Peppa, yeah. Yeah. Peppa Pig was there. Look, Rocky was in it. Rocky was Peppa Pig. He was in the kit. <laughs> yeah, we got a phone. He loves Peppa Pig now, so we've got a phone call that he's in there. But... You got a phone call? Peppa <laughs> yeah, Pig but... rang you and said, Rock, listen, I know that you're down here every week, lad. Ralphie's going to love this. Get in. Yeah, it's a one-off time he was there, but, uh, but um, he's one next month. So Mega. I think um, he's having a little party, so I'm going to have to get the Peppa Pig thing out. That's, That's it, man. Pig, That's but... it. That's what it's about. That's so, it, lad. You're done now. That's it. You're done. Listen, all the best this weekend, man. We'll let you get. We'll let you get on, lad. Great to hear from you, Rock. Great to hear from you. And I'm glad you know. Listen, on paper, for me, Brophy's not as good as some of the people you've faced and beat previously. But it doesn't matter. This is a big opportunity for you. You've got to kick that door in, Rock. Got to make it happen for yourself, mate. Yep. I know. I know. I think it starts yeah on Saturday and then. Big year, 2018. Let's get that world title shot at last. Yes, yeah, that's the aim. Just get myself back up in the mix now. Because as I looked the other day, I'm ranked in the top ten with every governing body and number eight with the IBF. So yep. I've been at the same time I'm lucky every other year. I'm, I'm, I'm there. So it's, I need to pull the trigger. Performance and start, yeah, and you know, start pushing myself back up there. So. Hopefully, yeah, as I start after Saturday. As always, mate, this city will be right behind you Saturday night. Yeah. Anyway, oh, mate, so as, soon as, as soon as we hear Neil Diamond, line. as soon yeah, as we hear yes. Neil Diamond, it's game on, son. That's, the, that's game on, isn't it? That's, uh, I hope you don't play it before. Oh, I know. The crowd it's your own fault, mate. It's your own fault. Eddie's seen how well the crowd responds to it. He thought, I oh, know. Never mind, Eddie. Whale Boxing Super Series. Well, they're doing it the week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. It was a phone call. I was your son, Oh, it's not nice. Your side is. People think you're actually called Neil Diamond. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Top lad. Listen, all the best at the weekend, mate. Yeah, nice one, lad. Take care, mate. He sounds in good spirits, Adam. Sounds in good spirits. And he's right. You know, sorry to walk on about it, but we've talked about it a lot in this show over the last year, especially. And he's got to do it himself now. He can't Mm. wait for it to happen anymore. He can't wait for Eddie Ern to get him a fight. He can't wait for someone to invite him into World Boxing Super Series. He can't wait for a world champion to handpick him. He's got to kick the door down and make it happen. Mm, Absolutely. If you want to be there at the weekend, by the way, if you want to get to uh, the Echo Arena uh, and watch Rocky do his thing and everybody else, then you're more than welcome to do so because we've got a few tickets to give away. Uh, You've just got to subscribe to our podcast. It really is that simple. If you go to fightdisciples.com and listen to yesterday's episode, there are ways and means of being able to get your hands on a pair of tickets uh, for the Echo Arena this weekend uh, to see the battle on the Mersey. Rocky Field, it. To be fair, it's all about Masher and Stalker, isn't it? That's an yeah. absolute <laughs> yeah. crack part of a fight. Uh, but there you go. It's all on our website now. Fightdisciples.com. Subscribe to the podcast. Listen to yesterday's episode uh, and everything will be on there of how you can uh, get yourself a pair of tickets. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you. Um, it's a wonderful week for Merseyside Boxing. We will catch you next week with all the fallout from the Battle of the Mersey. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.